Hi, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Emily Green, otherwise known as Emily the Medium. This show is a space where I'll share my teachings around life after death, the soul, intuition, developing psychic abilities, and so much more. Together, we will expand our minds beyond what is widely accepted as truth and start to see the mind, body, and soul from a completely different perspective. This is a Soul Fire production. Hello, everybody. Hope you're having a beautiful day wherever you are in time and space. Today is a very special day. At the time that you're hearing this episode, it is summer solstice in the northern hemisphere. It's winter solstice in the southern hemisphere. So if you're in the northern hemisphere, happy summer solstice. If you're in the southern hemisphere, happy winter solstice. So much love to you all on this beautiful, auspicious day, summer solstice. It's one of my favorite days of the year. I really just love all the solstices and equinox and I talk about them anytime they come up. But it's a really powerful day. This is a big portal day. This is a big power day. It's a huge day to make a quantum leap in your consciousness and your destiny and your path and what you're doing on this planet. So I hope you spend some time today reflecting on how you'd like to quantum leap in these final six months of 2021 of the Gregorian calendar year and how you'd like to adjust yourself if there's any areas of your life that you'd like to bring more awareness to, you'd like to expand, you'd like to to manifest whatever kind of experience you're hoping to have in the latter half of this year. I hope you're able to really set your sights on that today and really make a beautiful, beautiful quantum leap. And it's also a really great day today on summer solstice to really charge yourself up with solar energy so if you can spend some time out under the sun with your feet on the earth, really just getting connected to the solar energy that is available for you to soak up on this day. So enjoy it. Hope you have a beautiful day. I'm sending you so much love wherever you are. And if you're in the winter solstice, the opposite is true. If you're in the, the southern hemisphere, the opposite is true for you. It's a beautiful time to kind of reflect, really kind of go into more of an introspective mode and kind of prepare for the winter season. So I always find that interesting, just the, the polarity of being on different sides of the planet and how the energy totally changes. So very interesting. Anyway, so just wanted to come in here with a quick little intro to today's episode. I'm actually really excited to share this with you. I actually have a special treat for you today. I'm sharing a bunch of snippets from teachings that I have given within my membership, Emily the Medium, the Collective, which is so near and dear to my heart. I've been running Emily the Medium, the Collective since October 2020. We started on Halloween, October 31st, and we've been going strong ever since. It's really one of the major bright spots in my day, in my week, getting to connect with all of the women. Like we go really deep and not only do we go deep, but there's a lot of people who have become dear friends and made beautiful connections from the collective, which just makes me so happy. We have all kinds of amazing workshops, guest teachers. I teach psychic development workshops once a month. We do energy healing calls. I do a intuitive coaching thread once a month. Like there's just so much in there that I love so much. And so I wanted to share with you a couple of snippets of teachings that I've given within the collective from October 2020 until now. Little highlights, things that I think could benefit you or be valuable to you in one way or another surrounding topics such as astral travel, lucid dreaming, manifestation, and the like. So I can't wait to let you in on some of these snippets from Emily the Media 
in the collective. The best part about the collective, I think, and my favorite thing to really let people in on is that when you join, whenever you join, not only do you get access to the content that is happening now, but you also get access to all of the content over the course of the last eight months, which is just like amazing. Best of both worlds. So I am accepting new members all the time. You can join anytime, cancel anytime. The link to sign up is in the show notes. Once you sign up, someone from my team will reach out and send you a welcome email and get you added into the collective as soon as possible. So I would love to have you and love to welcome you and love to see you there for either the rest of June or for July, August, September, whenever you want to join is really beautiful. And I I really, really put a lot of intention and a lot of work in curating the content every month. So it's very intentional and it's, it's a really, really special, sacred space and I value it so much. So I hope you enjoy some of these snippets from my teachings and things that I've talked about within Emily, the Medium, the Collective. And again, have a beautiful summer solstice. Enjoy this episode. As always, thank you for your feedback. I really love hearing when something from an episode resonated with you, hit home with you. Thank you for your reviews. I've been seeing some beautiful reviews come in in the last few weeks. So sending out special love to everyone who has left a review recently. And if you love the show, and if you haven't already left a review, I would be eternally grateful if you could hop on over to a podcast review platform or Apple Podcasts and leave me a review and a rating. I would be so deeply, deeply grateful. So with that being said, enjoy this episode and can't wait to hear what resonated with you most. All right, everybody, have a beautiful summer solstice. Talk to you soon. No matter what is happening in our world, whether it's all beautiful and gorgeous or whether it's a little bit heavier and a little bit harder, you know, wherever we're at, wherever you're at, whatever you're working through in your particular experience, living your most exalted life as a soul in a human body, we can really have an experience every day, multiple times a day of pure, ecstatic, orgasmic joy in the most average or mundane moments. And, you know, there's that saying, finding magic in the mundane. Where I would reframe that is that you don't have to look for it. You don't have to look to find magic in the mundane or like try and find a magical moment in something that is seemingly average. That that magic is already available and there for you to tap into always, right? So this could look like if you're unloading your dryer, your laundry, you're switching over your laundry and you just have this moment of like, ah, pure joy and bliss of like, I'm doing the laundry. This is amazing of, you know. (laughs) And it's like, I always used to like, you know, like look at those people and be like, well, are they okay? You know, but, but it's like, not until you start to have this experience of really that magic is available in those kind of seemingly average moments that it's like, oh my God, yes, this is really a thing, right? So what I'm suggesting this week for you to do is to set the intention, you know, and again, not looking to find magic in the mundane, but just feeling what's already available, kind of like letting it find you. Letting the magic come to you in the mundane moments, right? When you're scrubbing the pan, when you're changing a poopy diaper, when you're picking up your dog poop, you know, that is the truly like exalted spiritual experience in a human body is being able to have such joy in these, you know, like 
funny little moments that are that are sometimes dirty or gross or you know are not like what we would deem as like fun and enjoyable and when we can start to have fun and enjoyable moments in these maybe you know not typically beautiful gorgeous moments then when we do have these beautiful gorgeous moments they're all the more pronounced and we can really enjoy them and soak them up to the highest of their capacity so what i'm suggesting for you this week is let the magic in the mundane or the average, or even the things, if we're going a step further, the things that you dread or the things that you're really not looking forward to, let that magic come to you. Let it find you. Say, I'm, 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 I'm ready to let this magic find me in this moment. And then all of a sudden you're, you know, changing the laundry or folding laundry, or you're cleaning your toilet and you have just like a you know, bubble of joy kind of rise up in you and you just start laughing or you're smiling or you're grateful. When we can really have little slices of that, our human experience is just so much more rich. It's richer. We're having a richer human experience, which is really, you know, that's what we want. That's what we're here for. We're here to, we're here to just be so grateful to be in a human body that picking up dog poo is like, the best thing in the world because we're here and we're, you know, we're in this moment and we're on this planet at this time for a very specific reason. And so why are we just enjoying portions of that? Why can't we enjoy all of that? That's it's ours to claim. It's all there for us. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. I hope that you can let some magic find you this week and tell me if you do. I just want to touch on dreams really quickly because I know there's been a lot of people talking about having crazy dreams. And I want to talk about that really quick because for the most part, about 80 to 85% of our dream time experiences, with some exception, almost all of the population is traveling at night. So a couple of examples. Has anybody ever had a dream in which you were flying and, you know, it feels so real. I felt like I was really flying. Like, how could this just be a dream? Well, that's because it's not a dream. It's actually you're, you're traveling in the astral kind of frequency, but your brain is processing that as like, oh, that was just a dream, right? It's not a dream. So that's the first thing that's important to know. If you wake up in the morning and you're feeling dizzy, disoriented, ungrounded, kind of like foggy, you don't know what happened, and you don't have any memory of any dreams that happened last night, or if you do have any memory of dreams, they felt quite real or quite vivid. Okay, so there's two different kind of subcategories. Then you were probably astral traveling. I want you to start noticing when you wake up on those mornings, if you're feeling kind of ungrounded, dizzy, disoriented, either no memory of what happened the night before, like you were just out, conked out, or you have some memory and it felt, you know, very vivid or very lucid. It's probably astral travel. So start tracking that and start noticing how many times a week is this happening? What do I remember about what happened last night? Did I get up in the night? Did I not? Right? So starting to have a bit more consciousness around what's happening in your sleep already. The rest of the time, we're, we're not astral traveling every night because if we were, we would never be rested. We would just always be a wreck and tired and exhausted and our physical bodies would never be able to repair and rejuvenate, which is one of the major in our brains reasons that we sleep, right? So we're not actually traveling every night. So then sometimes our subconscious just needs to process either what happened in the previous day, what happened in the week, just in general, what does it need to dump out and process, right? So the biggest times of subconscious kind of dream dumping is between 5 and 7 a.m. So let's say you wake up around 4.35 a.m. and you go back to sleep. But let's say you know, sometimes you might start your day and you're like, oh, I'm up, you know, it's time to go. And sometimes you might 
go back to sleep for a while. Let's say you woke up at 4.45, 5 o'clock, and you knew that you could sleep more till 7, and so you went back to sleep. In that period of time, usually people will report having stress dreams, subconscious dreams where it's just like weird shit is happening and you can't control it. And you're like, you know, those dreams, I used to have this dream where I was always late for the bus and the bus wouldn't wait for me. And I was like trying to run after the bus to try and catch the bus. And right, that's a subconscious dream with a subconscious root to it. There's a reason that that was showing up in my dream. So just starting to have a bit more understanding around what's actually a subconscious processing dream. What is potentially more of an astral or a lucid dream? We'll just call it astral. What is your brain? brain just processing the thing that happened the day before, right? So this is having this consciousness around some of this stuff is how you can start actually bringing back the memories and the experiences from astral travel if you're interested in that. Now, if you're looking to take this a step further, a really great book you can read is called Mastering Astral Projection by Robert Bruce. It's very important for you to be able to know the difference between a dream with a subconscious dump pulse and a dream with an actual psychic pulse and also an astral travel experience, right? You have to know what's happening. So treat it like an experiment when you're going to bed, when you're waking up, you know, have a journal by your bed, that's classic, and and see what you can figure out. Anytime something really beautiful, really good happens in our world, let's say it's something we've been waiting for, we've been manifesting it, we've been holding the vision for it, we've been excited for it, excited for it, excited for it. Let's say in this example, it's a promotion, a raise, okay? We get this promotion and it's like, whoa, fantastic. I've been holding the vision for this. And we maybe have that kind of like a couple days of just pure, unadulterated joy and excitement. And then we start to feel like, oh no. What's going to be the ball that's going to drop? This beautiful thing happened that I've been waiting for. When is the ball going to drop? And things are going to get ruined. Things are going to go sideways. Things are going to get all fucked up, right? When's the ball going to drop? And I feel that this is very, very, very important because especially when we're talking about in this group, setting intentions and manifesting and holding the vision for the things that we want to call into our life. Now, with that said, sometimes energetically, physically, emotionally, we might not actually have the capacity yet to hold the vibration and the frequency of the new thing that we are kind of looking to hold. So this is kind of a three-pronged thing. On one side of things, it's about doing some subconscious work and some subconscious unrooting to help you know that you're safe to enjoy the success that you're currently experiencing. You're safe to revel in the joy of the experience of the moment that you're currently in right? It's safe to rest in that because who wants to live the rest of their lives anytime a good thing happens, constantly worried and hypervigilant about, okay, I'm just waiting for this to go away, or I'm just waiting for myself to sabotage this, or I'm waiting for somebody else. Somebody else might sabotage this. It is exhausting. The reason it's exhausting is because you're in hypervigilance, because you're... (gasps) holding your breath and waiting for the thing to to happen next that's going to take away, you know, the joy of the previous experience. And it's exhausting because it means that we can never truly enjoy our lives and what we're getting and what we're experiencing, right? So that's the first thing, doing the subconscious work to kind of unroot any beliefs around not being able to enjoy our success. The second part, the second prong of that is building the capacity to hold your success when you have it. Okay, this is massive. This is huge. I believe that everybody needs to be doing some form of this work. This is classic, right? So, you know, you hear about the lot, the people who win the lottery, who they win hundreds and thousands of millions of dollars, 
And within a couple of years, it's all gone. They've spent it all because they got rich very quick and their energy, their aura did not have the capacity to hold that amount of wealth, right? It just wasn't possible. So it all, they, they squandered it. They lost it. They invested it. They lost the investments. They gave it to family members, whatever. Okay. So building the capacity to hold your success is also very common. We see this a lot is in terms of generational wealth. So when wealth is passed down through a family unit, there may be one person in the, in the generation, let's say a great grandfather who has the capacity to hold the amount of wealth. And he does, he holds it for all of his life, but then he passes away and the company goes to the next person down the line of that generation, let's say his son, but the son doesn't have the aura and the capacity to hold the wealth that the previous person built up in the generational line. And so he, you know, runs company into the ground, right? So it's all about capacity, 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 capacity to hold the success that you are desiring and that you're holding. It's also the capacity to know that you're flexible enough, strong enough, capable enough to handle any challenge. Right. So it's the success, but but we're on a polarity planet. So with success, there is going to come challenge, right? When we hold a new level of, let's say, visibility, right? And anybody will tell you this who's been in the public eye, that as you start to hold more visibility and you're seen more, no matter how good of a person you are, no matter how beautiful the, the amount of you know content you're putting out is, no matter how good your intentions are, you're always going to be met with a polarity. This is why some of those beautiful people in the world who are in the media and the public eye still have trolls because we're on a polarity planet. So capacity to hold your success and to hold your prosperity, capacity to handle any challenge or capacity to handle any kind of polarizing energy that's coming towards you and coming at you without melting down, right? That's very important, especially right now. And the capacity to enjoy your life and enjoy what's happening for you, right? And be present in your joy and be present in all the success. Manifestation is not about being perfect. It's not about thinking perfectly all the time. It's not about well, if you don't manifest something, then you're a failure and you're just not good at it. Like that is not anything. What it, that's not what it's about. Because ultimately, the core energy of manifestation, in my opinion, is recognizing how freaking incredibly powerful you are. Right? Like that's that's what it's all about. Is that you are so powerful. And more than you could ever presently conceptualize, every person has the ability to be super, super powerful. Everybody has the capacity to manifest, to magnetize, right? And so some of this, these narratives just around like, well, you know, if you have a bad thought, then you're going to this and that. And what it does is it sabotages the original kind of intention, right? So it just, it, it, it's like it cancels out the energy of the original intention, which is you are powerful, right? More powerful than you can even perhaps realize at this moment in time. And so just that's a quick, like, you know, some myth busting on manifestation. Now, how can we move from this era of disempowered manifestation to super empowered manifestation? Because I think it's really important. And, you know, another thing that I think is important to mention is that your ability to recognize the fullest capacity of your ability to magnetize and manifest is directly linked to how powerful you feel in general in other areas of your life, your levels of confidence, of self-worth, how you hold yourself, how you move through the world, right? It's directly linked. And so if you want to become a more powerful manifester, well, take some time to work with the energy of 
self-worth and power and, you know, shedding kind of layers of different limiting beliefs about your capacity and what you've been told that you can do and can't do. And you can do it like this, but you can't do it like that, right? That's a really great place to start. And you'll notice that as you start shedding some of that stuff, that the next time you go and you sit down to, you know, to do whatever, you ask for something, manifest something, put it in right, I don't know, however you do it, everybody's got a different way of doing it, then it happens quicker, it happens easier, because it's directly linked to how powerful you believe fundamentally you are, which of course, we all have the ability to really have a full body understanding of our power, right? And I want to talk specifically to the belief of, you know, people who have the experiences of, oh, well, my manifestations don't work, or it didn't happen the way I wanted it to happen, or it's taking too long, or it just never happened at all. The thing that I wanted to happen just never happened, right? The tendency is to almost kind of like use manifest the, our manifestation as like a crutch of why good things can't happen to us. You may have had some things that you've kind of manifested and it's gone well and things like that. But basically, when you don't feel constantly victimized by your life and the circumstances of your life and the people that are around you, that supercharges your manifestations. Basically, the whole key is here is that you're taking charge of your environment, that you are in command of your environment. One of my favorite things to say about manifestation is that like you're commanding your environment, not the other way around. You're commanding the field of energy that surrounds you. It's not the environment commanding you or bossing you around or saying, you can't do this or, you know, you can't have this, right? So if you truly believe that and you're taking responsibility for the fact that you are really, really, really powerful and you can command the way that everything moves around you and you can check in with yourself when something's happening and kind of going without guilt or shame and just kind of going, okay, hold on. Is there something in my field that is kind of, you know, making this this happen in a certain way? And it's not from a place of I'm magnetizing this or I'm making this happen or we don't have to fall into that rabbit hole. But it's just really believing I command my environment. I'm, I'm powerful enough to be the one who commands my environment. And then everything else is just, I did my best. And then there's no, there's no regret. There's no like, well, I could have done this differently or I could have done that differently or, you know, this kind of thing. It's just when we really feel like I've done my best, I did my best with this person. I did my best with my patients, you know, and, and maybe this, the situation didn't work out. Maybe the friendship, you know, it had to, it had to end. It had to be complete. And then everything from that point, there's no like looking back, there's no regret. There's none, there's some of this kind of stuff because you're like, well, I can just now move forward and now I can continue to kind of command the environment around me. But it's the difference between loser consciousness and winner consciousness. And loser consciousness is I blame my environment, I blame other people, I blame myself even, I blame the circumstances, I blame the planets, I blame the weather, you know, whatever. Like this is just, oh, well, I got in a car accident because I, you know, whatever. Versus a winner consciousness is I take responsibility for my energy, I take responsibility for what's happening in my environment, then I have the power to do that always, always, without exception at all times. And that's the difference. And it feels like if you gear shift into like winner consciousness, it feels so good. It's like, I can do anything. There's no limitation. It's very powerful. I really feel like June, I'm not exactly sure how this is gonna manifest, but I really feel like June is gonna be a big month for our planet. I was saying to a friend of mine last night, it feels like there is 
kind of a, a rumbling, uh, almost like what you would imagine sort of before a volcano gets ready to erupt or before, you know, kind of pre-earthquake shakes. I'm not saying that this is a natural disaster. I'm just saying this is more kind of on a different level than that. So don't be afraid. But it feels like there is some really big rumbles of, of kind of, of, of change and revolution coming that is going to be presented in this kind of next eclipse portal. Let the record hear. That's kind of what I feel on its way.